Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here is Pastor Ramirez. Today we're going to talk about opportunities and obligations. Opportunities and obligations. Uh, You know, one of the thoughts I had uh, when I was preparing this message a while back is time is short. Uh, Time is short. The older I get, the more I realize that. I remember when I thought 20 was old. Uh, That was a long time ago, but I thought 20 was old. 30, 40, I thought, man, that's, that's way old now. It's like, man, time just flies. You know, it's hard to believe how fast time goes. And, and time is short. Time is short. And opportunities are even shorter. That's what I want you to think about this morning. Opportunities are often even shorter. You know, time is short, but opportunities within that time we have, the life God's given us, uh, are often even shorter. Uh, Very small windows sometimes we have to act or to do something. And that's what we're going to talk about here this morning is opportunities and obligations. The book of Galatians chapter 6, I'll read it to you again, verse 10. He says, As ye have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith, as you therefore have opportunity. I have two thoughts I want to share with you this morning on this verse, and we'll think about the passage here a little bit. And the first one is I want to talk about opportunity. Opportunity. And then we'll talk about obligations, what we're to do with the opportunities that God has blessed us with. Uh, I think here it's important for us to consider this. We must make best use of the opportunities that God has given us. Best use of those opportunities. So let's look into this this morning. Let's talk about opportunity here first. I have some uh, thoughts here on opportunity. Uh, The word opportunity means an occasion, a season, uh, a time. That's what it's referring to. Uh, And some opportunities are rare. They're rare. Uh, And some opportunities are more common. They happen more often. And then you have some opportunities that they'll say they're fleeting. They go by quick. If you don't take advantage of something then... Uh, then you don't, you can't get in. Uh, and then you have some opportunities that are, you know, abide for a time where you got more time to think about it or, or consider it. Let me give you an illustration on this. You know, we talk, let's talk about finances. You know, Pastor talking about finances. I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about finances, not your finances, but let me give you an illustration. You know, people talk all the time. I hear stories all the time of someone saying, man, if I would have just bought stock in that company back when, then who knows what today would be like. Or if I would have invested my money this way instead of buying this or buying that, then who knows? You see, what they're referring to is opportunities. There were opportunities in the past that they just maybe missed or didn't see uh, or had an opportunity. They just didn't take advantage of it. And that's what they're referring to, opportunities. And so today, let's talk about opportunities because opportunities imply a little bit of uncertainty is what we'll call it, uncertainty. What I mean by that is uh, when you talk about an opportunity, you're talking about something that is uh, not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed to remain or return again. You're not guaranteed to have that same opportunity. Uh, You think about any moment in time, a moment in time is lost once you go forward. It's in the past. You can't return to use that time differently or to act differently uh, with a decision. It's already gone. It's in the past. And so you may have opportunities that are gone forever. You may have opportunities that are going to return, though. You'll have a chance to act upon it again. And so we'll talk about these opportunities. And here's my thoughts. Two thoughts on opportunity. First, be prepared. 
Be prepared. Uh, notice the Bible here tells us, as we have op- therefore opportunity, let us do good. See, this passage here is talking about, you go back to the beginning, uh, as far as this chapter here, it's talking about bearing one another's burdens. Helping each other out, considering one another. Uh, and then verses 6 through 9, he's talking about sowing and reaping. The importance of what we do now, well, the results are going to be later. You know, uh, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. Generally speaking, you're going to reap a lot more than what you sow. You know, uh, farmers have put in a little bit of seed, they, they get a big harvest. And so whatever you sow, you're going to reap, and you might reap more than what you sowed. But the thought here we're talking about now is the opportunity concerning working or, or helping others. And so let's consider opportunity. First, let's be prepared. Because opportunities can be lost. The way I'll put it, they can, you, you cannot realize that there's an opportunity there if you're not prepared for it. And once they are lost, they cannot be recovered. Let me give you a few examples of opportunities that once they're lost, can't be recovered. Time with family. Time with family. Uh, you know, uh, as a pastor, I've had opportunities to meet with people near eternity, as they're going into eternity. Uh, some, it happened suddenly, they weren't prepared, and obviously I didn't meet with them. Some actually know what's coming. You know, I've never had anybody say, I wish I would have worked more. I wish I would have spent more time at work. I wish I would have spent more time. It's family is what they usually talk about. Or friends. Or even the Lord. I've had some say, I wish I'd done this. Or I wish I could serve the Lord more. You see, when it comes down to it, priorities. Opportunities are there. And some of those opportunities can't be recovered once they're once they're gone. So we must make sure we're prepared and that we look around. This morning, I encourage you to think about the opportunities that you have in your life. The opportunities that God's given you, whether it's with family, friends, serving God in different ways. Those are blessings that God has provided. Here's another one. Opportunities can be neglected. The thought I'll give you here is you can realize there's something there, you just don't do anything about it. Uh, that's neglecting an opportunity. And the result usually is regret. We kind of talked about that already. How people sometimes will look back at squandered opportunities or missed opportunities and think, oh, if I wish I could have done that, or who knows what would happen today if I would have done that. Uh, and those are what we'd call just squandered opportunities, lost opportunities that we can't have back. So that's why it's important to be prepared. Because we don't want to lose those opportunities. We don't want to miss out uh, on those times that God has given us to do what He wants us to do. And you know, this morning, I believe, for you, opportunities are probably everywhere. Every day you wake up, there's opportunities for you. And uh, one of the blessings we have in living in a day of technology... Now, sometimes I wish I could throw my phone away, you know. Phone, get all sorts of calls from people I don't even know. You know, everyone's trying to sell me something or... uh, you know, spam calls, all sorts of things. But they are a blessing too. You know, we have so many ways we can encourage people. We can encourage with our conversation, direct conversation. You can encourage somebody with writing a letter and sending it through the mail. That's encouraging. You can encourage someone with a text. You can encourage someone through email or just a phone call. You know, we have many ways that we can encourage someone those are opportunities that you have. Opportunities that God has given you. And those, those are just, that's just one area. Uh, the Lord probably will give you other opportunities as you go through your day or through your week each week. Uh, the, the key is just opening up our eyes, paying attention and looking for those opportunities to do what God would want us to do. And this morning the focus will be here in a minute on, 
on doing good. We want to do good and do right with those opportunities. So let's just be prepared to act upon those opportunities. Uh, second, I put here, be persistent. Be persistent. Let's look for opportunities. Let's look for times where we can either serve God or, as the passage talks about, being good to somebody else, being a blessing to someone else. And so let's eagerly look and be ready so we can use the time to our advantage. The best way to do this is pay attention to people. Pay attention to people. When you pay attention to people, then you can find opportunities to be an encouragement to somebody. Uh, I've had it, and I imagine you may too, I've had it where, the way I'll describe it, I've had it where I went through my day, and I was around people, but I didn't pay attention to people. I just went through my day. I didn't pay attention to anybody else. I didn't know if anyone else was struggling or hurting, because I was just focused on myself. Uh, We have to just pay attention to those around us. Pay attention. And when you pay attention, you might find a time where you can have an opportunity, whether to be a witness or an encouragement to somebody else. But the key is just paying attention and paying attention to your situation and, and, and to people and, and just looking at the opportunities around you that God may have blessed you with. And then when you see those opportunities, uh, I want to encourage you to seize them. Okay, Take advantage of those opportunities. Once you see an opportunity, grab hold of it and don't let go. If God's opened up a door for you to encourage someone, encourage him. If he's given you an opportunity to be a witness to somebody, be a witness. If he's given you an, an opportunity to bless someone in some way, and he's put that upon your heart, then be a blessing to them. The thought in this passage is to act upon the opportunities which present themselves. Now, we're not to act out of convenience. That's usually what happens is we act when it's convenient. Now, the thought with opportunities is they may show up at inconvenient hours. Let me give you an illustration. Usually when someone's calling to, for help with a flat tire, it's an inconvenient time. Right? You're on your way to work. Or you got something else you got to do. Or you got something else planned for your day. And so it's inconvenient. Now, you may not get out of something. You may not be able to help. You may say, hey, you know, I just can't get out of this. It's impossible. But if you can, then you may say, well, you know, let me change my plans. Let me, let me help you out. It's not convenient for me, but guess what? It's an opportunity. I can be a blessing. I can do good for someone else. And if you are able to do it, then you should take advantage of that opportunity to be an encouragement to somebody else. And also, not when it feels good. Uh, Not about emotions and and feeling good. And and here's another thought. Not about self-interest. Not, well, I'm going to help someone else so they'll help me. Uh, It's about just being willing to help somebody and looking for opportunities uh, to be a blessing. So be persistent. I want to encourage you, don't let an opportunity pass you by. Look for those opportunities. And now, let's get into our second thought here where we're going to talk about what we're to do with those opportunities. Here's the obligation now. Verse 10 says, As as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. So here's what we find we're to do. Here's our obligation. All right? We're to do good unto others. Do good unto others. Now, to begin with, to, to do good, what I'll call the goodness of God, you have to know God to do good. Now, you, you cannot know God and you know, help someone out. I know that. But to do the work that God wants us to do, to be kind that God, as God would be kind, you have to know God. You have to God, have God's goodness within. So, before you can show the goodness of God to others, you have to have the goodness of God within your heart. And that begins with salvation. That happens when you receive Christ as your Savior. Because see, when you have Christ, then all things are possible. You can 
Look for opportunities and you can be a blessing and tell someone else about Christ. And you know what happens when, when you accept Christ as your Savior? The Spirit moves in to your heart. He cleanses, redeems, he, and He moves in and takes up residence. And when He moves in, then guess what? He's going to begin working, producing fruit, producing goodness to come out of your life. And you're going to begin sharing that goodness with others. Now, as far as salvation, it's simple. It's understanding you're a sinner. That you sin against God. And once you recognize that, then you, you recognize the fact that you need to be forgiven. And you need God's forgiveness. And to have that, you've got to receive Christ into your heart as your Savior. You know, the Bible talks about repentance. Repent and believe. Repentance is a change of mind. You, you change your mind towards sin, realizing, hey, this is, this is not right. And then you change your mind towards God, realizing, hey, God is right. And then you receive Christ. You turn to God, accept Christ, receive Him as your Savior. And if that's done, you're saved. The Bible teaches, uh, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's, that's, set. That's, that's yours. You're saved now. And the Spirit will take up residence in your heart, and you'll be able to do the work that God intends for you to do, to be good unto others. Now, here's a thought here. If there are no good works from somebody, that means there's a heart problem, right? If there's no good works coming out with our words, our conduct, our motives, then then there's a heart problem. In other words, either the Spirit is not present, or He's there, He's just being quenched. You're not yielding to the Spirit, or you're not walking with God or living under the Spirit. Instead, you might be living unto self. Uh, here's a way to think about it. If you turn on your faucet at home and no water comes out, I'd say that's a problem. And if no water comes out, you're going to begin looking, why am I not getting any water? And if it's in wintertime, you hope nothing froze. You see, if there's no good works coming out, then there's a problem. And so what it is, we just want to make sure we're walking with God, that we're yielding to the Lord. And guess what? The works will come out just as we live and as we look for opportunities, we'll be able to do good unto others. Here's a few things that we should do. I believe first we should have good words. Good words. He says here, do good unto all men. Good words. Good words. You know, there are a lot of bad words in this world. There are a lot of words you can say that discourage people. We don't want to be discouragement to the world. You know, uh, you don't want to be the person that everyone says, Oh man, here they come. I don't want to talk to them. They're just going to discourage. You don't want to be an encouragement. Good words. Kind words. Generous words. You want to be able to do the work that God has for you and be good to all people. You know, you can even rebuke someone with good words. You see, you, don't, you just use the words that God's given you and speak in the correct way. Now, as far as words, the best word you can speak to anybody is the word of salvation, to tell someone about Christ. That's the best words you can speak. You can share with somebody how Christ has saved you and how they can be saved as well. Uh, let me give you a story of a, a lady who used her words, and she used them in a written form. But years ago, early 1900s, uh, she was writing a friend in the, that had grown up in the neighborhood, and she was she knew him from school. Basically, that's all she knew him from, and he went into the Navy. And so she told him, you know, I'll write you when you go in. And so he went in. She didn't know much about his family or his, his background. She just knew him from school a little bit. And so she sat down and she wrote a letter, and she was a Christian. And as she ended the, the, the letter, she thought, well, how should I end this? Should I say something about Christ? Should I mention God at all? 
And she thought about it a little bit, and she prayed. And here's how she ended it. She said this. She goes, your constant change of scene, he's in the Navy now, your constant change of scene and place is a good illustration of what we find in the Bible. And then she put this. She goes, here on earth we have what we'd call a continuing city. We're pilgrims, is what she put. Then she asked her friend, she said, Can I ask you, do you seek a city to come? Are you living for heaven? And she ended her letter. Actually, her story was she nervously ended her letter, thinking maybe he'd never write back. So she sent the letter. A few weeks later, she received a letter back from him. And here's his response in the letter. He said, thank you for those kind words. He says, I'm an orphan. And nobody has spoken to me like that since my mother died years ago. Well, when he returned, a few years later, he ended up attending church with her, accepted Christ as his Savior, and served the Lord. You know why? She took advantage of an opportunity. That's all it was. She ended her letter with Christ. You know, there are many ways that we can spread the gospel. Many ways we can encourage someone about Christ. And and it's done with our good words. Also, as far as words, choose your words wisely. You know, I had a friend growing up who used to say, if you think it, speak it. And I tell you, that's a foolish, foolish idea. And he discovered that later, by the way. He changed changed his thought on that. He's, He's older now, and he doesn't think that way anymore. But that's just when he was young. He thought he had all the answers. And he thought, if you think it, speak it. Well, you know what? Uh, It's wise to consider your words. Think about what you're going to say before you say it, because then you may not have to apologize or, or, or have regret later. So choose words wisely. And use words that are encouraging, good words. Words that encourage others, that don't discourage. Not contentious words, but good words. Here's another thought. You know, you can... Use good works to help people out. You know, the Bible here tells us, verse 10, As we therefore have opportunity, let us do good unto all men. You know, you can do good with your works, your deeds. Uh, As far as your works, your deeds, you can help someone physically. Someone needs help with something, you can help them out. You know, uh, someone has their arms full and they're about to fall, you can go and help them with what they're carrying. Open up a door for somebody. You know, just the little things in life. You can be an encouragement to somebody else. And you can use your works to help someone through life. Financially, if God's blessed you, you may know someone that you can help out that needs help, that's fallen on hard times, and you can help them out. How about helping spiritually? You know, you can help people spiritually as well with your deeds. Let me give you an example of this. There's a a story. This was told. uh, It took place in the 1800s. And what it was, a Sunday school teacher challenged his children. He had a a children's class. Actually, not children. young 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 uh, teenagers, young boys. And he challenged them. He said, let's, uh, let's build our class. He goes, let's build our church. How about you invite someone this week to church? And a lot of the kids are like, I don't know anybody to invite. You know, I've already invited my friends, all this. And, and that's how they left the class. Well, one young boy, he went home and he invited his dad because his dad didn't go to church. He said, Dad, will you come to Sunday school with me next week? And his dad said, no, son, I can't read. And his, dad, his boy insisted. He said, that's okay. He said, the teacher can teach you. He goes, how about you come to church? So his dad did. He said, okay. And he went to Sunday school. And there, he learned not only to read, but he learned about Christ. And eventually, he accepted Christ as his Savior. And there was a group, D.L. Moody, put together what you would call the Cole Portage group. They went around selling books, 
religious books, good books to help people and encourage them. Well, he joined that group. And this man, W.W. Davis, is credited with starting over 400, helping over 400 churches start Sunday school programs. And he was responsible for leading countless people to Christ. How come? Because his little boy said, Dad, why don't you come to church with me? That's it. He, he, an opportunity that he took advantage of. You know, there are opportunities all around us where we can help someone spiritually. Maybe inviting them to church. Maybe inviting them to a church activity. Maybe inviting them to uh, listen to a message online. Maybe just giving them a track. You know, there's opportunities we have around us where we can do a good work spiritually and help someone out. And that's what we should do. We should look to, to do good works to others. Then, of course, have a good walk. You want to have a good testimony. You want to live the life in front of people. Uh, be an example of Christ is what you want to be. So here's the final thought here. Whom are we obligated to? Whom are we obligated to? It says in verse 10, opportunity, he says, let us do good unto all men. You know, we're obligated to everyone. That's interesting. All of mankind, we're obligated to do good. Uh, nobody's left out. We're to do good to everyone. Everyone in our neighborhood, everyone at work, we're to look do good or, or look to do good and help people out wherever we can. Uh, you know, everyone has a soul. That's why I begin with. Everyone has a soul. And that soul is important to them. Obviously, it's their most valuable possession. It's important to them, important to their family, and it's important to their friends. Everyone has a soul. And so we can be a witness to everyone, should care about them. But everyone, as far as life in general, everyone needs help. You know, the late George Truett, he was a Baptist preacher for many years. And uh, the story is told of, uh, at the end of his ministry, he started a big radio program. And he had a radio program that many listened to for many years. And he went on a hunting trip. There was an accident took place. And actually one of his best friends was killed. His daughter said, she goes, I never saw him smile the same way again after that. He was hurting. From that point on, when he went on the radio show, from that point on when he ended his each segment, when he ended the show each day, he ended with this. He says, be kind to everyone because everyone is having a difficult time. Now you think about that. Everyone is struggling in this world. So that's why we're to be good to people. Be kind. Be encouragement. And you never know. Your kindness may be what leads them to Christ. Your kindness, if it's a Christian, may be what helps them restore their relationship with Christ. So they're serving the Lord again. And we're just to be good to everyone. And then he, he tops it off here. He says, and especially unto them who are of the household of faith. That's referring to Christians. We're to have brotherly love for one another. You know, if you're saved here this morning, someone else who's saved is part of the family of God, just like you're part of the family of God. Brothers in Christ, sisters in Christ. Oh, you may not agree on everything. Someone once pointed out, you know, not all, not all siblings are twins. In other words, we're not all exact. We're not all going to agree all the time. But if they're saved, then they are part of Christ's family. And we should encourage one another. We should help one another if we're able to. You know, I, I've had times where I've met someone on vacation. I didn't know anything about them. But then I find out they're a Christian. And it almost seems like, oh, wow, we got something in common. We can talk now. And then all of a sudden, the fellowship starts. You see, there's that relationship in Christ that we have that's in common. And we should be good to one another, especially those that are of the household of faith. In other words, we should love one another. John put it this way. He said, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. So we're to love one another and show that love in the way that we live. In closing here this morning, here's, here's the way I'll wrap it up. When you have the opportunity to do good, you're obligated to do so. That's the thought here. If you have the opportunity to do it, then do it. 
So here's the thought. Now, look for those opportunities. And now is the time to do good. Because those opportunities may pass. And you may look back saying, I wish I would have been a witness. I wish I would have been a testimony. I wish I would have told them. I wish I would have encouraged them. Now's the time that we're to do good unto all. And not just as individuals, but as a church. Today, in this generation, that's where God's put us. And so now's the time to do God's work. You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today. Be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.